Less than two years ago, history was made when Shannon Raymer became the first woman firefighter for the Owensboro Fire Department. We're going to be talking with Shannon about what led her to become a firefighter and about what her experience has been like so far. Stay with us. This is Inquire. From the Mystery Inquire, I'm Don Wilkins, and with me is Shannon Raymer, better known as the first woman to serve as a firefighter in Owensboro. So, Shannon, talk about what led you to become a firefighter. Well, I have always wanted to do something in public service. When um, when I was a little girl, I wanted to do mission work, and I always wanted to do something that was going to be helping people. Uh, I wanted to first be in law enforcement, and that's what I went to school for. And after I had children, I felt like that probably wasn't the best uh, career field for myself. So I went into uh, physical fitness, and I worked at the Y for uh, several years. And I really, really enjoyed it, but I did miss the public service field. So when an opportunity came up, I had a lot of encouragement from family and from friends and coworkers who had asked me to apply. They said they thought I could do the job and they thought I would do really well at it. So I went on ahead and applied and I made it. So did you know before applying that there had never been a woman firefighter for the city? I actually did not know that. I did not know either that it was the 150th anniversary of the fire department so it was kind of neat that it all kind of fell in on the same year it was it was a pretty cool experience to be able to celebrate the 150th year for the city and then actually be able to make it that year I knew several people several women had applied but I didn't realize that we never had one ever before now did you ever find out you know why that was I mean I'm assuming there wasn't any specific policies in place but was there just physical requirements? Why were you the first? It is my assumption that there had always been openings for anyone. It was it was an equal opportunity sure. type of job, just like the police department or anywhere else. But there had never been another woman to be able to pass the physical fitness test and pass through the application process. I believe there may have been one woman that was able to pass the physical years ago, but she wasn't able to get through anything else. So uh, there had just never been any other woman to get through that process. And it takes about a year, and there's several steps along the way. I think there were several women who tried to apply the year I did, but no one passed the physical test to even get to the next step. So what's the hardest part about the training process? The very first uh, step in the application process is to, it's called a CPAT. Uh, it's the physical uh, fitness test. To You have to obtain the card to be able to even take any tests or any exams throughout the process. And if you don't have that, then you can't, you can't advance at all. Uh, it's, it is very physically demanding. Not only does it take a lot of muscular strength, and endurance, but you also have the cardio strength, and it's it's all built into one, and it's a pretty pretty tough test, and, and we just haven't ever been able to ha- find another woman to be able to pass it yet. Yeah, because I know, um, you know, the you mentioned the police department. There have been women on the police department f- for years, and many years. Yeah. yeah, and as a matter of fact, I was pulled over by a woman officer a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where I, I didn't run the stop sign. Uh, but I didn't exactly give enough Mississippis either. 
so she let me off with a warning, and so I'm grateful for that. So, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, women. So I, I know it's not anything where you know where it's this you know putting women in harm's way or anything like that, because obviously you know there are women officers, troopers, and into uh, the first responders who put mm-hmm. their lives on the line every day. And so I know that wasn't an issue. So I had to figure there may be some more physical requirements there than maybe what it may be for yes, the yes. police department. Uh, the job is much more physically demanding every day, just, just what we could encounter at any time. So that's why the physical test to get through the process and get on the fire department's much more demanding than even a military physical test or the law enforcement physicals. So do people find it surprising that you have this distinction? I, I think so. I, I, a lot of places uh, when they see, well, even at the grocery store, when they see all these guys come in to buy our groceries for the day and then they see this short little girl walk in, it's kind of a surprise for people. Or even doing a career day at an elementary school, they're like, whoa, you're a girl. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so we get to have a lot of fun with that. But it is, it, I think it does surprise women that I am in a job like this. So uh, I guess one of the things... Um, that I feel privileged about. I've been a journalist for now for 20 years, and we have the, um, I guess, the ability to go out and watch and witness what firefighters do, and, you know. And, and I think the general public they appreciate what firefighters do, um, but when you witness it and and see it firsthand, it gives you a whole new appreciation for what firefighters do because you guys are going in there putting uh, putting your lives on the line. Uh, you know the volunteer firefighters, and and much less doing it for the salary you get paid, and then you have the, those who volunteer as well, and so I, we're able to see that. You know, I, not just and it's and it's and it's not just human life, but I mean I've seen firefighters come out carrying gerbils, you know, and goldfish, yes. you know, and so <laughs> if it's alive, you know, you guys are trying to rescue, you know, whatever is in there, and, and I know trying to minimize the damage to the structures as well. So maybe talk about those aspects and and what you find uh, fulfilling uh, about being that that servant there that's out there trying to protect people's lives every day. Well, I will say that, yes, we do uh, try to protect and save everything that we can. I think my very first job with, uh, or my very first fire, uh, the two partners that I had with, one was uh, afraid of snakes and one was afraid of spiders, and the house had both. So um, I had to go rescue them <laughs> and bring out these big old aquariums full of these things. And it, uh, But it was the, the homeowner had actually lost his other pets. He had lost dogs. And so this was something that was... Um, it was comforting to him that we actually took the time, even though he lost his entire home, he lost his other animals, we were still able to do that for him. Uh, and I think that's kind of the foundation of why we do what we do, regardless of the pay, regardless of what it takes physically and mentally and emotionally. Every single day, you know, even if somebody is at their very worst moment in life, whether it's a car wreck or a heart attack or they just lost everything in a fire, we get to be there to help them through that. We get to be at that lowest moment and at least bring some type of comfort, some type of safety to them, whether it's, um, you know, maybe we can't save the house or maybe 
you know, maybe there was nothing that we could do in that situation, but at least we were able to be there for them at the very least with a smile to be there to comfort them and to help them through that. And it's, it's pretty amazing to get to go to a job every day and you're, you're saving lives or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, we, we literally get to save lives every single day. And it's, it's something that there is no amount of money that could be put on a job like that. It is just that fulfilling. Yeah, one of the questions you kind of already mentioned that you, you'd already fought, you know, been involved with the fire. I was going to ask you if you'd ever been any major fire. Maybe all fires are considered major, but I guess you do have some that are larger structure fires. And, and what was that like the first time you were called out and then you actually had a you know pretty good-sized fire to go put out? I would say that the biggest one that I have had so far in my career was um, a I think it was a 24 apartment complex fire that we had mm-hmm. uh, right off the bypass. And that was, um, that was the Royal arms. Yes, right? yes. It was the Royal arms apartment fire. We had every truck except for one in service at that fire helping. There were multiple ambulances. There were multiple law enforcement officers. We even had the County fire have to come help us because the, uh, the woods next to the apartment kept catching on fire and they were there to help us with that. So it was all hands on deck for about 24 hours. We even had people who had to stay there all night to watch it, to help out. And it was the windiest day that I had ever seen. And I just, it, it, Everything I had read in books and watched on videos and everything I studied in school, I just could not have imagined uh, a fire burning that quickly. And we did everything that we could, but it was just against all odds. So it was a it was a real eye opener, especially when you pull up in that truck. Your adrenaline's going, and you're dressed out, and you just don't know what to expect. And you hope you can get everybody out, and then I'll, you pull up, and you just see this this blaze. And so you're um. Your adrenaline takes over, and then intuition takes over, and you just go and do the job, whatever you got to do. And so, what has been, you know, with that in mind, uh, that's a that's a lot, to, you know, to imagine a fire like that. Uh, so, what has been your experience so far? I know you're doing, is it some or a lot of PR work for the for the fire department, or is that just something you just do just here and there? The PR had probably started before I even accepted the job. They kind of told me that that would happen just just because of being the first woman that I would encounter some of those things. And they asked if I was okay with it. And I said it was great. I thought it would be an awesome opportunity. They're not making you dress up as a clown, are they? No. I'm not a clown fan. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) For those those you know, uh, was it Harvey? uh, Harvey Henderson. he would dress up as, as a clown and, and, and go and teach fire safety, you know, to local kids. It's a great program, and uh, and he did that for the Davis County uh, Fire Department for, for yes, years and years. That's right. That I, I don't have to do that just yet. Well, maybe. We may have to come up with something one day. But um, just from working at the sheriff's office, doing a lot of PR stuff there for them, and then being a, a face at the Y and running a lot of programs, it, it was pretty natural for me anyway to to be able to talk with people and, and to work with the community. It's something that I love, and whenever there's an opportunity and they ask if I want it, I'm, I'm all for it. So I, I, here's one last question for you, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, so what does it mean to you to be recognized as the first woman firefighter for, for the Lonesboro Fire Department? This was probably a question that I had gotten asked from the very beginning, uh, and it and not it doesn't really mean 
it, it means a lot to me to be able to have that title. But then again, it's it's also just a a job just like everyone else as far as you know the men do the same job as I do they've been doing it longer than I have and they are terrific at it so as far as it being something as a standout or oh there's never been another woman doing firefighting ever it's not really that kind of a deal um I didn't realize how special it was to the community uh and I love being able to take on that role and that responsibility for them but it is nice to be able to tell my daughter or to have that opportunity when a little girl comes to you and asks you or 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 says thank you to you Uh, it's those are very special moments to be able to live and I think that consistently keeps me on my toes to want to do my best uh, and to to want to represent the department well and and it's it's a it's a wonderful welcoming responsibility that I enjoy having uh, as as the first woman here in the fire department. And like I said, I, I, I applaud everything that, that you and, and all your fellow firefighters do. Um, I, I've been to my share of fires and, and wrecks, and, and those are, like you said, the worst times in a person's life. Yeah. And, it, and it's just great to have people who are trained to be able to be there to comfort them and to, and to um, mend their wounds and, yes. and, and so forth. And so I, I applaud you guys for everything you do day in, day out, and, and it's great to have you out there. Uh, promoting, you know, the fire department and, and what uh, now not only men and women do uh, every day. Thank you. Um, they're an incredible group of people. They are my heroes for sure every day, and I, I, it's an honor to be a part of them. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Owensboro Firefighter Shannon Raymer for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. And remember, you can find us on the Mystery Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkins saying good day for Inquirer.